time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Retirement Roadmap. I'm Walter Storholt, joined as always by Glenn Mosseller. He's the registered financial consultant and founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting, serving you throughout the Greensboro area with an office on Mears Chapel Road. And you can find us online at greensbororetirement.com. We've got a great podcast on the way for you today. We're answering what we like to call real world questions. You know, we can give a lot of generic advice here on the podcast from week to week, but every once in a while we like to cover maybe some more specific examples. So Glenn, I've kind of assembled, you know, just a great smattering of more specific questions that, you know, we've kind of gotten throughout the years of talking to people about their finances and discussing retirement and these kinds of things. And so I've kind of pulled together some scenarios that are unique in a way, but also I think a lot of people will be able to identify with the positions that these kinds of questions bring to the forefront. So I've got three what we'll call real-world questions to throw at you this week. And then you kind of let me know if a real person was asking you this question in person, how you'd answer it and how you'd help guide them through the situation. Perfect. Perfect. Sounds great. So here comes the first question for you. Let's pretend I'm a a husband, and uh, I ask you, you know what, my wife is significantly younger than me, and I'm guessing she's going to outlive me by at least 10 years. So we've got an age gap there. Do I need life insurance on myself to be sure that she's going to be okay after I'm gone? Do you get that question from time to time or at least something similar? And how would you answer it? Well, we do, Walter. I mean, the, the life insurance question comes up. And, you know, I mean, obviously, in, in when we're talking about specific situations and, you know, with, with particular folks and what their situation is, the answer is all, invariably it depends, right? I mean, because there's really not no such thing as a one size fits all. There's a there's a lot of what ifs and, and questions that are that are embedded in that question. You know, we need to we need to explore and find out. Well, what are going to be um, this gentleman's what his wife? I mean, does she have a pension? What forms of income are going to be coming in? What are her expenses? Any number of things are there to find out. The one of the key questions we need to find out, Walter, is is you know what resources are there and can translate into you know down the line future income for her. The other thing that comes into play is is that you know there's also legacy plans for other people that are that are there in the in, you know in the family. Maybe there's kids and grandkids, or there's another element that that comes into it is and now particularly with with all the different hybrid products that we have out there where sometimes life insurance you know can kind of double as life insurance but it can also act as a hedge for long-term care and I say this gentleman um, you know he he says well I'm not really sure if I'm going to need to have life insurance maybe my wife is going to have enough resources to draw income from however what happens if he ends up needing to go into long-term care and he ends up spending down a lot of those resources to take care of him and then he leaves his wife with less. So there might be a situation where he can use uh, a particular type of life insurance policy to help hedge that risk to make sure that she has enough. So it really depends. We, we, we really want to you know, dive into the particulars, but I often, you know, I, I caution people because, you know, they, many times people want a, a very quick, easy answer to say, well, you know, what about this situation? And then they get a quick answer from somebody and say, oh, okay, well, I don't have to worry about that then. 
And you sometimes do yourself a disservice by not going into the details because details matter, particularly when, you know, something could go, you know, go wrong and end up costing a significant amount of money, like, for instance, long term care or maybe future tax you know, taxation risk or depends upon, you know, how their assets are, are positioned. You know, they might have they might have some Roth IRAs or maybe they don't. Maybe they have almost everything in pre pre-tax dollars and we're not sure exactly where where tax rates might go and and um, you know what the tax implications might be to draw on some of these other accounts that are there so you know I say you know hey you want to get a general idea of some questions to ask but you really want to delve into your specifics and how they're going to relate and not just think well I've got enough there to you know to take care of you know my spouse you really want to have a specific way of, okay, well, how is that going to translate out? Because oftentimes you have, you, you might have significant resources, but if they're not managed properly, they might not last as long as you would might have hoped or thought they would. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's a great explanation, I think. And a lot of people kind of need to be aware of those age gaps and the other planning problems that they present, because it doesn't just revolve around life insurance answering that question. Whenever you have an age gap, Glenn, I guess you have a lot of other considerations that pop into your mind. Well, sure, Walter. I mean, you know, but obviously, I mean, when we're, when we're talking about income planning, that is another major one. And and when we talk about that, when we're talking about the age gap, there's there's always a challenge in terms of determining when and how to take Social Security. But when there's an age gap, that that creates even a little bit more of of, of questions. So there's a number of questions that come up when we're talking about an age gap and. And as you well know, and, and anybody who's listened to the podcast over time, is, is that every element of your retirement life interacts with the other. And so when we start looking at solutions for one part of retirement, we have to look and say, well, what, what are going to be the, the consequences intended or unintended on some other aspect of retirement? And we want to do our best in terms of making a holistic plan where everything is, is as efficient as it possibly can be and everything works together. All important considerations to have if you're dealing with an age gap like that. And Glenn Mosseller, good question, a uh, good answer, I should say, to that question today. Another real-world question that you might face from time to time, Glenn, is somebody who's dealing with rental properties. I would imagine that's a pretty popular scenario for you, people who have maybe had rental properties throughout uh, the course of their lifetime and maybe they've accumulated a couple of them as they get closer to retirement, then they kind of always have that consideration of, do I want to keep being a landlord in retirement and that kind of thing? And that gives right. that gives rise to another real world question. Let's pretend that I've got an old rental property that I'd really like to sell, but my concern is about taxes that I'll incur if I do indeed sell that property. Should I just suck it up and sell it anyway and deal with the tax consequences? How should I proceed in a situation like that if I'm near retirement? Well, Walter, I mean, that's one of those things. When we start talking about um, you know retirement planning, one of the big pieces of the puzzle, particularly if you have different types of resources that are going to be, or different types of assets, maybe is, is a better way of saying it, that are going to be treated differently within the tax code, you want to do some tax planning there and coordinate that with your income planning and also when, you know, maybe your retirement dates. You know, for instance, you know, if you're working maybe part of the year and you're going to have wages and salary coming in and it's going to be that you're going to have all that ordinary income, you know, landing on your tax return, there are sometimes situations where you might postpone, you know, making a sale of a particular asset or possibly taking Social Security benefits. You might want to postpone some of those decisions into the following year 
when there might be less tax implications of it. But certainly that's something where you want to you know, make the real world of your daily life. Are you going to have enough to live on? You know, are you going to have, you know, the, the income that you need? And also you don't want to, you know, cause yourself, you know, undue taxes or unnecessary taxes. So, you know, we never want to let the, the tax tail wag the dog, so to speak. But at the same time, we do want to take into consideration the, the tax implications of, of what we do and when we do it and how we do it. And so it's one of those things you may, you probably want to try to coordinate your um, your tax preparer and your and your financial advisor to see how is going to be the best way to do that so that you can keep more of those dollars in your pocket versus, you know, having uh, paying taxes and, and, and end up being a you know, surprise. I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize I was going to have that. And if I would have just waited, you know, for the next tax year, I would have been far better off. You see those situations happen, you know, unfortunately, more often than than you should. And it simply couldn't be prevented if you ask the questions before taking action versus saying, oh, I, I, I did this last year. You know, what what can I do about it? And, you know, I've, I've heard I've talked to many CPAs and, and they say, well, you know, what's done is done. We can't undo what you did. But, um, you know, in the future, if you have if you have, uh, you know, significant events or, or sales of assets that you're not really wanting to hold on to, let's plan around, you know, when is going to be the best time to do that. I think those are really important things to think about. Lots of different implications with these kinds of real world questions. I think that's going to be the common theme with the age gap question. You see how that leads to additional questions. You know, OK, what about this? What about that? Same with rental properties. You might be concerned about the taxes, but it also leads to lots of other things to consider when it comes comes to rental properties and how they might fit into an overall financial or retirement plan. I want to throw one more real-world question at you for this edition of the podcast, Glenn, and it has to do with, you know, being a conservative investor, which a lot of people, I think, you know, might view themselves as. So if somebody came to you and asked you, you know, hey, I'm a conservative investor, but sometimes I think I shouldn't be so conservative. We get that that itch to loosen up a little bit. Should we take that advice? Should we loosen up? Should we take a little bit more risk, especially with, you know, how volatile the stock market has been? Can we take advantage of some of the the ups that have been going on by being riskier? Where do you usually guide people in that kind of internal struggle they face? Well, Walter, I mean, obviously, you know, again, it's it's never a one size fits all. You have to ask yourself, you know, the 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 first key question is is do you have your basic income plan in place? Do you know where your income is going to be coming from and is it predictable and sustainable? And if the answer is yes, then obviously you don't want to you don't want to put the assets that you have in that plan at risk and in, in the shorter, the medium term you know, timeframes, right? I mean, because if you know that you're going to be drawing money from there as income, then that shouldn't be subject to volatility. Or if it is, it should be just a little bit of volatility. There, there shouldn't be a whole lot of, of risk involved in terms of in terms of where your money's coming from on a day to day. So I kind of make the analogy. I mean, you don't go to Las Vegas with the grocery money, right? You don't take that money and and put it at, at further risk. Now, if you happen to have additional assets and in and you and you have additional things that you don't need necessarily particularly in the in the immediate term or over the next next maybe say 10 years 
Well, when we're thinking about you know way out in the future, those are the assets that you might think in terms of maybe taking a little additional risk on because you know that you're not necessarily going to have to be tapping into those anytime soon. And if you have some short-term volatility or intermediate-term volatility, then you have enough time to recover from that. But you know, you really got to, the, the key question is, is knowing where is your income going to come from? And you don't want to jeopardize that just because you're you're feeling a little bit antsy because, hey, the, the, the market has been running or you, you think you might could do better. But in order to do better, that you'd have to take more risk. You know, there's there's plenty of tales where people have done that and they and they wish they hadn't. And um, if you, you get yourself in danger when you start chasing after returns. You know, if you're going to go after returns, they should be in a strategic way that makes sense. And you should be looking at the appropriate time frames. Makes sense. A lot of these considerations, Glenn, don't come down to, you know, what stock or mutual fund should I buy for retirement? I mean, they think these real world examples, these real world questions are indicative of, of that mentality, that it's about more than that. It's about some of the intangibles. You know, do I need life insurance because of our age gap? What should I think about this rental property and the taxes that'll, you know, be of consequence when I go to sell it? And am I at the right mix of conservative versus aggressive in my financial approach? And I think that's something that you kind of uncover during your meetings with people, during your reviews of their financial plans. Tell us about when you meet one-on-one, how often you're having more so these conversations compared to, you know, what's the right stock to buy? Well, that's right, Walter. I mean, when we're talking about retirement, we're talking about organizing the assets that you've accumulated throughout your lifetime and bringing them together to a plan that's going to serve you through your retirement years and also serve you in terms of, you know, having a legacy plan for those things that might be left over. You know, it's you, you spend your entire life accumulating and, um, you know, you're in that accumulation phase of, of the life cycle or what I like to call the life cycle. Now, there's three parts. You, know, you have the accumulation phase, which is where you spend most of your life. And then you then you get to just those few years before retirement and then into retirement where you have the preservation phase and you have the distribution phase. And when you're in those phases of life, you know, that's when you, your mindset really has to change. You have to think in terms of, hey, I've got to make these these assets last and resources last. It's not as much about you know rate of return as it is as return of you know, the money that you have and, and not going backwards, particularly on monies that you need and you know that you need. We've got to dial it back and really put on some different strategies and, and have a different way of thinking about it because you know we're, we're not really accumulating. Most of what we've saved is already done at that point. And so we've got to really think in terms of, okay, I've got to take a step back and reevaluate where I am in life. Now, that's not to say that, that you're going to that you're going to do a, you know, a complete stop and say, okay, well, I'm not worried about, about growing my assets at all. I mean, certainly you're still going to do that, but you want to, you want to do that in the proper context of where you are in life. And those are the kind of things we discuss when we, when we sit down with folks and we, we go through, well, what do they have, you know, to go into retirement with? Obviously, everybody or most everybody has has Social Security. Either one or both people in the household typically are going to have that. We have to determine when are we going to take it? What does your tax situation look like? What kind of accounts do you have? Do you have IRAs? Do you have 401ks? Do you have Roth IRAs? You know, or do you have a pension? All of those things need to come out and we need to discuss because 
your situation and how you organize those resources is going to be very, very important in order to be the most efficient that you can be. We don't want to send Uncle Sam extra taxes, and we certainly don't want to send extra money back to the to the markets by having volatility in the money that we that particularly if we're if we're going to be spending that money in the near term. So we just spend some time. We go through a discovery process, and we find out. You know, kind of look under here and look under there and see where where are the the, the key linchpins of the foundation of your retirement because they might be different than somebody else's and that we, we take some time and we, we work with one another. You know, we have that first discovery meeting and then if it seems like it makes sense for us to keep working together, then we schedule another meeting and, and then we, we keep going and we build that plan for you. Great points, Glenn. And I know it's very easy to get in touch with you and I'll share those details now. If you would like to have a conversation about your financial plan, cover some of the things that we've talked about already on the podcast today, just pick up the phone, call 336 291 3535. That'll put you in touch with Glenn Mosseller and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting. You can find Glenn online as well at GreensboroRetirement.com. That's GreensboroRetirement.com. You can go to the bottom of the page. You'll see a little banner there that says free consultation. You can come in and have that conversation about your financial plan. You can even detail kind of some of your concerns there when you reserve a time to meet. Uh, Social security analysis. Are you interested in a portfolio review? Do you want to particularly talk about income planning so you can go ahead and have your concerns addressed right out of the gate with Glenn and the team. 336-291-3535 is the number or greensbororetirement.com is the place to go. Those are some real world questions that kind of give you a peek into some of the conversations that people have in the office of Glenn Mosseller and the team at Roadmap Financial Consulting and uh, we'll look forward to joining you again on another edition of the Financial Roadmap. We'll talk to you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah.